Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. In what we call these novena days, that is to say the nine days that make up the time between the celebration of the ascension of our Lord into heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and Our Lady in Pentecost. The scriptures today continue to give us much to ponder and to pray with. So four things jump out at me that I thought I'd just share with us quickly, either to fuel our own personal prayer, or perhaps to help uh, offer us a few suggestions for intentions. The first is the antiphon that opens the Mass this morning which is a a quote from Paul's letter to the Romans, both in chapter 5 and then again an allusion to uh, some words he says in chapter 8. And the antiphon is simply this, the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Spirit of God dwelling within us. Alleluia. And I found myself immediately thinking of those who have been waiting for many months now for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit into their lives as they come into the church, uh, what should have been at Easter, but now is going to be in these days and weeks ahead. That is to say, I'm thinking of those who are longing for baptism. Because when Paul says this, the love of God has been poured into our hearts. This is not poetry. This is reality. God's love really has entered into our lives, at least for those of us who've been baptized, and those who are awaiting the recreation that comes with the sacrament of baptism, they're longing for God's love to be poured into their hearts. So, first point, perhaps today, we can simply make a a special um, intentional effort to pray for those who are eagerly awaiting the waters of baptism the rushing of the Holy Spirit into their lives, the pouring out of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the washing away of sin, uh, the regenerative power of the Spirit at work within their lives, the, uh, that Spirit that cries out within them, Abba, Father, knowing that they are loved and enabling them to love. Second thing that jumped out at me is Paul's line in this first reading from the Acts of the Apostles which is chapter 20, verses 17 to 27. So he's saying farewell to the elders in Miletus, that is to say the the priests, if you will, uh, there in the church. And at one point he says, I consider life of no importance to me, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to bear witness to the gospel of God's grace. What an amazing thing to say. I consider life of no importance to me. In other words, all I want is to accomplish that mission, not that I have, but that God has for me. I found myself thinking of all the times either I've said about myself uh, or I've heard other people say, 
something to the effect of, man, I just want to see such and such happen. It's usually uh, about loved ones. I just want to see my kids get married, or I just want to see, you know, my son return to the church, or man, my life would be complete if I could only see my grandkids graduate from college because they'd be the first in our family, whatever it might be, right? And those are all natural and understandable things to say, but when the Spirit comes into our lives, everything's reoriented. Not because those things don't matter anymore, but because we know who God is, and we know that God will take care of all of our needs and the needs of our loved ones, and we know that because Jesus has conquered death, there's this really thin veil between us and those who've gone before us. And if we should go between us who are with the Lord and those who've been left behind, and because of those things and so many more, Paul's able to say these startling words, I consider life of no importance. This is just like what he says uh, in his letter to the Philippians, how life is Christ for me and death is gain. Or in his letter to the, the second letter to the Corinthians, where Paul says, the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Is that how you and I are living today? Am I living for myself, or am I living for him? Am I able to say, life is of no importance to me if only I can finish the mission that God's given to me? Maybe that's to live as, as the husband that he's called me to live, or the wife, or the son, the daughter, the priest, uh, the pastor, the teacher, whatever it might be. Lord, help me just to live no longer for myself, but for you and for the work that you've given to me. Third quick thing that jumped out at me, another word in the gospel uh, antiphon, we hear the words of Jesus where he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, that is, um, one who will speak on our behalf, or perhaps a little bit more poetically, the best uh, translation of that I've ever heard is, the one who answers the cry. As we look forward to the outpouring of Pentecost, that's who the Spirit is. The Spirit who lives in you if you've been baptized, or who's going to move into you if you're about to be baptized, he's the one who answers the cry. And I've always thought that I have, at least in my life, two primary cries. I want to know that I'm loved, and I cry to be able to love better. And so let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us today to know the love that the Father has for us, which I can see in Jesus, crucified and risen, and help me today to love those in my path the way you call me to and the way I want to. And then the last thing that jumps out at me is uh, Jesus' words in the Gospel where he simply says, now this is eternal life. You ever wonder what eternal life is? Like, hmm, I wonder what it means to have eternal life. Jesus gives us the answer. Eternal life, he says, is this, that they should know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. So eternal life somehow has something to do with relationship, because that's what knowledge is in Scripture. It's not data. It's relationship. 
and the fullness of life, abundant life, which the Spirit gives to us, starting in baptism, is this knowledge of, this relationship with the Father and His Son by the power of the Spirit. This relationship that helps us know beyond all comprehension we matter to the God who made the universe. And because we matter to Him, I do not need to be afraid because He's with me and He's in me. So let's hold each other close in prayer in these days leading up to Pentecost. Let's consciously and intentionally ask the Holy Spirit to be more and more operative in our lives, to help us to love God and one another the way we want to, to help us live no longer for ourselves but for God and the mission He's given to us. Let's ask Him to help us to grow in our relationship with, that is to say, our friendship with God. Do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this.